Hi, welcome to Seek with Kim. I have a passion for truth. I am excited to discuss the truths I have learned along my journey, sending you love, light, and truth today. Hi, welcome to Seek with Kim. Today we're going to be talking about addictions and what an addiction is, why we choose addictions, and how we begin to heal addictions. So I first want to start out with a quote um, that says, don't let the past steal your present. I love that thought um, by Terry Gillian because it reminds me that sometimes we get caught up in our bad habits or our addictions or distractions or whatever you want to call them, and we think we can't get out of them. And we keep looking back to the past saying we can't change or we can't be something different. And that's a lie. That's actually a lie that Satan wants us all to believe because that keeps us stuck. If we believe that we can't make changes, then we won't make changes. Okay, so just to define an addiction, an addiction is anything that I use in my life to distract me from pain. So why do I act out in addiction? Because of pain. If I don't feel uncomfortableness or pain, there's no reason for me to try to distract in my life. So first of all, that was a huge um, light bulb for me as I began working with people who were trying to heal their addictions and as I began to work on my own addictions and look at my life and realize I distract. I distracted with shopping. I distracted with food. I distracted with tennis, exercising, soda drinking, TV, reading books, audible. I had a lot of distractions. Now, some of those things could be healthy and good if my motive was in truth. And if I wasn't using them in excess and I wasn't using them to run away, avoid or minimize the pain I was having. So just identifying in our lives, where do we distract? Where do we feel pain? So the first step in identifying an addiction is to look at, is there a place in my life where I feel uncomfortable and then I choose to do something? If I feel uncomfortable around work or my finances, do I choose to go drink? Do I choose to take sleeping pills because I'm worried at night about something? Do I choose to um, act out sexually by pornography or um, sex? So do I choose to use other things in my life to distract from my pain? Okay, so understanding human behavior is that we have thoughts and our thoughts come before our emotions. But in society, because many of us have been taught to ignore our emotions or push them away or say they're not okay to feel them, and we usually were taught this at a young age, um, being able to identify our thoughts is really hard. So the practice that we want to get into is recognizing our emotions first. Our emotions are harder to ignore. So when I feel sadness or fear 
or shame or guilt, um, when I feel anger, those emotions are easier and they are our red flags. They are our gifts saying, hey, you did not recognize that thought or you weren't responsible around that thought that just happened. And so the emotion is what we're going to pay attention to. So if we can get aware and become more mindful about what we're feeling, that will help us go back to the thought that came before it. And that will help us be able to identify how we act out, when we act out, and how to heal that. So the first step is identifying where I act out. The next step is identifying what I feel. And then the third step is being able to heal our addictions. Okay, so how do we heal our addictions? We've talked a little bit about victim in a previous podcast. And victim is where I want to behave in a way where I'm not responsible for what I've done or what I feel or my thoughts. So sometimes when I work with the clients, they'll say, um, I just couldn't help it. I just can't stop looking at pornography. Or I just don't know what happened. I just woke up the next morning and I was drunk. Or I can't believe I did that with that boy I was dating. So first of all, identifying that when we act in victim, we will act out with our addictions. So if I come home and the house isn't clean and my kids haven't done their jobs and I go into victim and say, no one listens to me. I do everything around this house. Then I most likely will act out. Either I'll act out in my eating, not eating or eating, overeating, or I might even act out in anger. Um, if I am a victim with my friends and they don't invite me places and um, I say, oh, no one likes me or everyone is responsible to invite me to that party and how could you all forget me? I'm in a state of victim, meaning I'm not responsible for myself. And if I feel angry or upset at those people and say I have no responsibility in how I'm feeling, then the chances are high that I will choose to act out. I might act out with pornography. I might act out by drinking or taking drugs. Anything to numb my pain. So identifying whether I go into victim is really important. Okay, what do I do when I go into victim? We're all going to have experiences that are painful. That's part of being human. So when I have pain, being aware of my emotions will help me understand what to do with that pain. So the first step is being aware. Okay, uh, I didn't get the job that I interviewed for. I have no money in the bank. I have bills I need to pay. I have debt. What do I feel? I feel hopeless. I feel like a loser. I feel like nothing's going my way. So I start going into that victim cycle. Okay. And I recognize it because my emotions. So maybe I don't recognize the thought process yet because that might have been a pattern I've had for years, but then I start feeling sad. I start feeling depressed. I start feeling anxious. Okay. So I'm being aware of my emotions. The next step is for me to say, okay, the truth is I didn't get the job. That means nothing about me as a human. I just didn't get the job. So I'm being responsible for the experience. I'm being responsible for my emotions. And now I'm going to go backwards a little bit. I'm going to say, okay, my thought pattern is off. I'm going into victim. I'm going into, um, I'm talking negatively to myself and I'm storytelling. I'm telling myself a lot of negative stories. 
So if I can take it back a step and go into truth and, and tell myself the truth, the truth is that girl did not want to go on a date with me. End of story. Doesn't be not because my hair is falling out or because I'm too short, because my feet are too big, my eyes aren't blue, my hair isn't blonde, whatever. I'm not going to tell myself lies. The truth is she didn't want to go out with me and my worth is not connected to that. Okay. So if I can get in the pattern of telling myself the truth and getting out of victim, then I will not act out. Okay. I know it sounds hard and it is hard. And if you can follow these steps in your life and begin looking at your thoughts and your emotions, you can begin to heal. And that feels really hopeful for me. I remember, um, talking to a friend and she had had been anorexic for many years since we were in high school and the hopelessness of, um, I just won't be able to have children. I won't be able to change this. And as we began to talk about this, being aware that she actually has the power to change. That's part of the atonement. And that's part of our father and mother in heaven's plan is that we can change. And Satan wants us to think we can't. So being able to say, I am responsible for how I feel. And I am responsible for my thoughts. And when I go backwards to my thought pattern and look at that, and I take responsibility and say, the truth is I have not been responsible for my food. And the truth is when I go into victim, when I denigrate or I have negative thought processes that I will choose to act out. Okay. So what do I do around that? So now I've figured out that I'm going to try and pay attention to my emotions. I figured out that my thought process leads to a spiral of emotions or it leads to peace and joy and truth. So now I get to say I'm responsible for that. Now I've had a pattern in my life of maybe not being responsible for that, that I've had a pattern of being a victim or I've had a pattern of negative thought processing. So where do I go from there? So this is where you start. The first thing you're going to do is you're going to make a list of your top three lies that you tell yourself daily. So if I tell myself that I'm ugly or I tell myself that I'm dumb or I tell myself that I'll never change or get better, I'm going to write those down and then I'm going to write the truth around them. Okay. So if I'm struggling with an addiction right now, I'm struggling with disconnecting from myself when there's pain and numbing out. Okay. That's what an addiction is. Then I'm going to tell myself the truth. The truth is that I'm capable of learning things that I put my mind to. Okay. So I'm not dumb. I'm capable of learning. Then the next step to that is every time that thought comes to me during the day that I'm done, I'm going to say, stop. The truth is I am capable of learning. Okay. The next part of that is my plan to execute this. So my plan would be that if I want to learn something, I might say, Hey, I'm interested in, I'm taking this course, this math course at school and math has been hard for me in the past. And that's where my faulty core belief or my lie pops up a lot, telling me I'm dumb when I don't understand what people are teaching in the class or I don't get a good grade in my exam or my quizzes. That maybe is where the lie comes up. 
Okay. So I'm going to identify it and I'm going to make a plan. The truth is if I put effort in, I'm capable of learning anything. So I might establish, I might get a tutor. I might say, I'm going to spend an hour a day reviewing what I've learned in class. I'm going to make a plan around that. Okay. This part is crucial that faith without works is dead. So I have to have faith. I have to believe that I have the power to change. I have the power to change my thoughts, to change my behaviors, and I need to do the work. So there's the part that I find is missing, that when I'm working with um, my clients who have addictions, who have drug, pornography, sex addictions, um, that a lot of times they don't want to do the work. And that's why the victim state is so big in their lives. I can't help it. I can't stop. I need my phone. I can't survive without my phone. How am I going to go hold my friends? I need it for work. Whatever the excuse I'm making, I need to make a plan around it. So I want you to just switch that. If, if I had an addiction, if my numbing out was um, alcohol and I was walking around with a bottle of alcohol in my hand all the time, how do you think that would go while well, I'm trying to change? It would be difficult and there would be a high percentage that I would relapse. So if I want to change a behavior or habit, I'm going to put that as far away from me as I can. If I have a shopping addiction, I'm going to take my credit cards and cut them up and maybe do cash only. If I have um, a porn addiction, I'm going to get rid of my phone that has access to internet. I'm going to do anything I can. And that's my plan. I'm going to make a concrete plan to change. Okay. And then the next part of that is I'm going to get a support. So this is a person that I can check in with. Okay. So I can check in and say, if I have a shopping addiction, I'm going to check in and say, Hey, my goals are that I'm not going, I'm going to go one month without shopping. I'm going to, I'm going to get rid of all my cards. I'm going to delete all my shopping apps. I'm going to, um, set a budget that I'm going to take cash out. I'm only going to spend money on maybe eating out with friends once a week and, uh, gas and groceries. So I'm going to make a concrete plan and then I'm going to check in with someone, someone that's safe to me and someone who's willing to support me in this change. And my check-in might look like, um, today I felt sad. I saw, um, I went into victim when I saw someone else wearing a cute bag that I wanted. And I thought I'll never have that. People would like me if I had that new green bag. So I identified my thought. And then my emotion was that I felt bad about myself. I felt sad. I felt angry. I went into victim. And then I chose because I had a concrete plan when I wanted to act out. I wanted to go to my shopping apps. I wanted to, I had identified my emotion and my thoughts. So I was able to reframe it and say, the truth is your worth is not connected to what you're wearing. That's a lie. The truth is that you are choosing to make a change in your life. And it makes sense that this is hard. Okay. So I'm going to also validate myself, which means I'm going to not ignore the sadness or hardness I'm feeling, but I'm going to say, I, it's real. I see that you're sad. 
I see that you're hurting. I see that this is a hard change. So I'm going to validate that. Okay. So a support person is really important because that person can also give you some validation and they can also help you identify where you're in victim and where the lie is you're telling yourself. Okay. So this is a crucial part of changing addictions in our lives or habits, bad behaviors, um, whatever you want to call it. The truth is addictions and habits, if we are using them to distract from our pain or uncomfortableness, then they are harmful. If they're taking away from us being awake and aware and connected as human beings, if they're taking away from me looking at my pain and healing my distortions, then they are harmful in my life. And so I want to get rid of them. I want to heal them and I want to change because the goal is that I want to be present in my life. I want to connect with myself and others and the heavens. So my invitation to you all today is to remember that we're all human, to have compassion on yourself and others around you as they're trying to change. We will all have times that we feel pain and understanding what to do with that pain and recognizing that pain is crucial in becoming a connected being. Okay. Thanks for listening.